Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On today's episode of Don't Blame Me, we have the fantastic Alison Raskin, and we talk about a guy who's potentially suffering from erectile dysfunction, schwing or not so schwing. And we also talk about a girl who's got a crush on her best friend's brother, which allegedly is the plot of The Kissing Booth. Keep watching. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Care Of, a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients personally tailored to your exact needs. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code BLAME. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, we have two special guests. <laughs> we have Allison Raskin, and uh, no offense, not more importantly than you, but I mean, you, you brought your dog. Yes. I and brought sugar, as I do everywhere. That is, you're living my dream. It's a lot. Yeah. It's becoming a problem where I can't go places without her. Well, like she's fine, but I'm not. Well, so that's how I just don't go places. Okay. That's my thing. It's like, that's why I need right. a dog is because like, I think I would go places. Um, not really. No. I just kind of go outside sometimes. But I could do that. Like I don't. Yeah, it's like, good to go outside. I can't go anywhere without people. And so I feel like if I had a dog, I would go places. What do you mean you can't go anywhere without people? I mean, people? like, I make my friends go with me to the pharmacy. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should like totally talk- work on that. I like, don't like talking to people. Um, uh, unless I'm having, like, a really good day. And then, which I'm, like, get everything done all at once. Yeah. Don't I just, you find like, it exhausting to always be with other people, though? Um, no. I like being around people that I don't have to, like... Like, I like just, like, physically being around someone. Right, right, right. I don't, like, I like the kind of friends where, like, we can sit and not talk, but there's just another human there. Yes, that's I like my human dream. presence. Yeah. So that's why I feel like a dog would also, like, really just be great for me. No, it's really good because I get to, like, um, just talk to her all day about uh, how she's a dog and <laughs> if she's been a dog all day. You know, just kind of, like, checking in about that. Oh, that's all I want. <laughs> oh, well, guys, um, we're recording this for YouTube, so you two can see how fucking adorable Sugar is. Also, how often do you sing Sugar, We're Going Down to her? Um, I sing Sugar, Sugar more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we also have Melissa Cam Lada. Hello. Woo-woo. Woo. Her multiple, I mean, you can see one of the computer screens in that frame, but yeah. know that there's three behind her because she's a working woman. <laughs> and a laptop. Oh, true. And a laptop. This is true. She's surrounded by technology and a printer, which you can't see. And who really cares? If you are new here and you haven't listened before, basically what happens is people leave voicemails and then we uh, give them the advice that they n- probably need to hear. And maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Maybe Maybe, I mean, it's questionable. It's, it's questionable. Sometimes. It's questionable sometimes. Um, but uh, the phone number for that is 310-694-0976. And then if you're an international listener, a listen, international listener, you can wow, email I us. Feel, I feel like you just came at me with that. Why? Because I have a famous international question song. You do. And you international kind of, you quest, like you, right? Yeah. And you kind of just like rip me off a little bit. Wait. Do you know I probably have like subconsciously done that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I genuinely probably. Oh, that's international so question. International question. Yeah. And so then we, you just so we should a... record you doing it and then we can play it. So then I'm no longer stealing. No, honestly, <laughs> it's just already say, recorded. Just say it's an homage and I'll take it. Every time I do it? Yeah. Should I, I need like a trademark no, just after? Today. Just okay, today. Everybody know that but, I have been subconsciously stealing that from Allison for all this time. Yeah. <laughs> it makes so much sense though. Because I'm like, that tune was so I, Yeah, I, th- I noticed it before too, but I didn't. I didn't and you ripped know, it off from me? Because I'm a nice. huge. Thanks um, for not saying anything. Yeah, I didn't because, say anything. Because I'm a huge fan. Do you know the reason why we met was because I was so obsessed that I like literally was like, can I please be in a video? Like no, I was a fan. we met in an audition. No, 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 no. You're rewriting history. I met you at an audition and told you I was a fan. Yeah, but that's where we met. <laughs> that's exactly where we met. But we like, no matter what, the, the meeting still occurred because I fangirled over you. <laughs> and then was like, would you like to be friends? And I was like, yes, I have very few friends. And then I was like, cool, me too. We have that in common. I know that because I watch your videos. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop being <laughs> creepy, everybody. And um, yeah, basically, we're going to give some advice. And I feel like you'll be great at this. 
uh, I've done it for years and I, I have to say I'm, I'm not getting better at it. But I mean, do we ever get better? I think so. That's my advice. <laughs> Sick. I like it. Good, good one to start off on. Let's play the first question. Hi, Megan. I am 22 years old, and I have been with this really amazing guy for a couple months now. Um, I he he's great. He's great in every sense. He is so kind, so sweet, so funny, so smart, just smoking hot. Like, oh my God, Megan, this man was sculpted by God. However, he struggles with ED. And though that's not a problem for me, I really don't care that much. And it hasn't really, like, out of, like, All the times that we've had sex, it's only been an issue, like, two or three times. Um, And mind you, we've been together for months at this point, so we've had sex more than that, significantly more than that. Um, But it's become an issue because now he doesn't want to have sex at all because he's insecure about it. And I feel bad even asking for sex now um, because he is insecure about it. And I don't want to make him feel shittier by bringing up the fact that I'm sexually frustrated because we're not having sex. Um, I am masturbating. That is a thing that I am doing to try and self-soothe. But just like a guy getting a hand job instead of a blow job, like he wants, it's, it's satisfying to a point. It doesn't satisfy my intimacy. It doesn't satisfy, you know, the orgasm that I want to have. Um, you know, that, that closeness that comes with sex that you can't get through masturbating. Um, and so that's my issue. That's my question. What do I do? (laughs) I don't want to make him feel worse. Um, I'm, I have a very high sex drive and it's come to the point where now I'm waiting for him to fall asleep so I can masturbate and it's still not quenching my thirst if you follow so help and stir out what do I do he's an amazing guy and I don't want to leave just because we like you know what I mean that seems cruel and wrong but I throw in the dick every now and again okay thank you please help I feel like she should be your co-host on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, first of all, she's so horny. She's masturbating she's, next to him yeah. at night. Well, here's the thing. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yes, go. Do you go first? I don't know. Is no, it rude? just depends. It depends okay. if like someone like doesn't, if they're like, oh, a penis. I don't know. And then I'll be like, let me take it. I can take that dick. I can take that dick. But no, no, no. Please take it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Right. So I fucking hate when someone won't deal with their issues and then it affects you. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. Like, a relationship is a two-way street. And, like, if a person has a problem that's affecting the couple, then that person has to address it. Yeah, It's like, and literally, especially, like, a medical one. Like, Mm -hmm. But, like, even, even, like, to the point of, like, that he, like, has shut down and, like, she feels like she can't talk to him about it. Like, that's not true and that's not valid. Like, they have to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's something that affects both of them. And it's also something that 
obviously like a case by case thing. I'm assuming not a penis doctor, but like it's something, I mean, how many fucking commercials have we seen? Like one in four men struggle with erectile dysfunction. Like, first of all, I'm sorry. We have to deal with like, we have to pay all this money for tampons and like all the, like birth control, like regulated and like all that shit. But like, you can get, I'm, anyone can get fucking Viagra, I'm sure. Yeah. Like ED is totally curable. It's so curable. And it also because the medical sounds, world loves men, pretty easy for him. Yeah. Potentially. But it also sounds like it's not, there's maybe more going on there. Because it doesn't sound like it's every time. I think, I, I don't know if like he is, I mean, who knows if he's no longer interested in the relationship sexually or if he is going through some sort of thing where he's feeling very insecure as a person and therefore Mm -hmm. like can't feel like desire and desire desired but like she has to talk to him about it but I would also say that like she can let him know what she's up to when he goes to sleep you know like like Mm -hmm. a, a male ejaculation is not the only goal of intimacy. Yeah. Like I think like I mean if this is I'm with you and that was kind of my question with her was like not that I'm saying it's like a line that he's giving her that like, maybe it's not, but if this is recent, I don't know. Is he pulling away and everything else? Like, is he saying that he doesn't want to have sex anymore? And is he also like not really talking to you as much as like, is, is he kind of just pulling away in everything? And is that because he's like dealing with something that he's feeling really insecure about? Or is it because he's just trying to get you to break up with him? So he doesn't have to break up with you. They love that. Oh, they, they love oh my that God. Move. They love that. They're Ooh. like, this is so smart. And no one's ever done this before. And she won't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, like, he, meanwhile, he's wanking in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, so it's kind of really like that. And I also wonder again, like no offense to her, but there's, I, I totally understand like the sexual pride thing. And I also think it's quite some, something quite similar with um, women who have inter- infertility issues. It's like so many times women will take a really long time before they go to a specialist because like there is this stigma of, stigma is the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of, I used like, I'm like astigmatism? No, contact lens. Um, of women's place, there's quotations for those podcast listeners because I don't agree with this. Like that they're like their sole purpose is to like reproduce. And if you can't do that, you feel like an in, inadequate in your gender, like or in your whatever in like being a, a technically like a cisgendered woman. And so that to me, it's like the same kind of thing with guys that maybe this is like he feels really insecure about this because like as a man, he thinks that he's supposed like this is supposed to be something that's like easy for him. But then also, if he sees a longevity in your relationship, this isn't a lasting thing. Like, this isn't like a, it's not like you started a relationship and he was like, hey, for the record, like, I'm not, maybe he also has a a much lower sex drive paired with like an issue with that. That's not something you didn't sign up for that. Like, and so I think that there's, you got to bring that up with with him. And also is, because I just, I feel bad because this kind of sucks, but like, is he going down on you? Like if he's not worried about your sexual pleasure, to me, that sounds like a guy who just is not super interested. Not that he's not interested in sex with you because he should also still want to pleasure you. That has nothing to do with penetration. And like, but I do think for guys, like if they're not, I I can see, I can see both sides. Like I can see like there's a version where like he truly is like just going through some stuff and is very insecure mm-hmm. about this and therefore like can't bring himself to 
I mean, I also honestly it also sounds like she is not talking to him about this. Yeah, and I totally get that. She's very young. This is very uncomfortable. But like, there should not be anything of magnitude in your relationship that you feel like you cannot address. Mm-hmm. There are really uncomfortable subjects, and it doesn't mean that every single day you have to sit down and have like an hour long conversation <laughs> yeah. about them. But you should be able to talk to your partner about things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like I really can't give more advice until she has that conversation. Yeah. And like what, and what his reaction to that is. Cause if it's him shutting down and being like, no, I'm not having sex. Like, sorry, like go find someone else. Then like, regardless of what's going on with him, the relationship isn't working. Yeah. But if he's like, okay, you know, if he's willing to talk about it, if he's willing to be like, well, right for right now, like I'm not that into stuff, but I'm like there to be there for you. And like, Mm -hmm. why don't we use like, a vibrator together and we're not focused on me and we're focused on you and like that sort of thing. Um, But it's hard to judge without, without knowing what he says when she brings it up. Well, that's what I wonder. Like, I don't, is erectile dysfunction a, like a notion that you sh- you've attached on and like a diagnosis or has he said that because right. has he actually gone to the doctor yeah. and been, been diagnosed and has he told you or have you just noticed that like you've come on to him and he's not getting hard because also there too if he's like dealing with other stuff like we've said this so many times so like medications can completely affect not only your sexual performance but like your like drive. yeah your sex drive mm-hmm. and like how much you want to have sex and like being attracted and like doesn't mean you just necessarily like the person any less or you're less attracted to them you're just less into that right now and so I think it's something though that you you have to have a conversation with him because and I'd say that even more important to like your relationship it's not whether or not he actually has ED. It's, it's whether or not he's an open communicator. Yeah. You know, like ED is something that you can like work on and fix and go to a doctor mm-hmm. for. But if this is someone who like will not talk to you about things that are important, then that's a bigger issue in your relationship. Yeah, no, totally. And even if he was like a body sculpted by God, like there, <laughs> there are more important things, but it's also like, it must feel terrible to feel rejected constantly. I've been in relationships where I felt like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's awful. And you think something's wrong with you. And you think like, even though they're saying, oh, it's me, you, you You can't take that on. And you think, well, it's probably me too, a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so I think that like the next step is like actually talking to him about it, even though it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, it's okay sometimes to make someone feel bad before you break through something. No, totally. And I think you have to, feel awkward and uncomfortable to get to like the good stuff. Like that's like, I think the best relationships, like you get closer after you deal with stuff and you figure that stuff out together. Cause it also shows how much your incentive in like a longevity of a relationship and Mm -hmm. not running away from the problems. Cause like exactly like you said, like how he reacts to that, I think will speak volumes of his character. And if you want to have kids with this guy, there'd be much more difficult conversations down the road. Yeah. She's 22. Let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no one make a decision until you're 30. About, oh, about everything. A full, I'm a firm <laughs> believer in that. I'm like, I don't want to do anything until I'm 30. I've got one more year of doing nothing. Oh my God. I'm so Can't excited win. for you. Thank you so much. Well, uh, hope we helped. Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him and then call us back and let us know. Oh, Maybe yeah, we can I give more advice. Update. Yeah. Oh, I think if we've got so more fun. info and if you get more info too. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Congrats on the rock and bond. Yeah. And good job with the masturbating. I think that's great. Also, I would maybe not masturbate next to him when he's asleep. Maybe she likes looking at his bod while she's <laughs> masturbating. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> sure. But, but like consensually, does he know that? He, she's just like, 
Okay, sure. I just also cannot imagine if I woke <laughs> to be gross if I like woke up and like there like moths was like jacking off as I'm like asleep staring at me. I'd be like, the fuck are you doing? It's like it's so weird. But I mean, well, all the more power to you. Okay, on to the next call. I am 19. I guess I just wanted to um, ask you about body insecurity and how you deal with it over the years. Because when I was like in middle school, I was super, super insecure about my body. And then I got over it for a while um, in high school. And now I'm in college and I'm finding that I'm insecure about different things that I because my body's changing and that's natural but I just was wondering if you could maybe talk about dealing with it over time and how if your body doesn't stay the same how you can still be confident and learn to be confident again even though your body's different um yeah I would love to hear about gaining weight losing weight um just changes over time (laughs) cellulite things like that that just appear over time yeah if you could talk about that it would be greatly helpful fuck i really have no advice for this i have have so much oh my god thank god this is all i think about i have no idea i've never i don't think i've ever been confident in my body ever like at any point and i think before you hop into it i think like what i uh i've so i focused on like from the time I was really young, I was like always not all, I was like the top, I was just, you know how like some little kids are like little and tiny and like small and cute. I was like five, five in fifth grade, size 10 feet. And like, not, I was like a stock. I was like a big kid, but I wasn't like tall and like lean. I was like a stocky kid. Like I was always looked at least like a couple years older. So ever since I was a little kid, I also had like a grandma who used to like tell me I wasn't allowed to wear bikinis because I looked fat. And I was like literally seven. So I think like I've, I've, I, from a really early age was like, this sounds so dark or whatever, but I'm being honest, like not like gave up on like being confident in my body. But then I was like, I'm going to fucking focus on my personality. Like I'm going to focus on like liking things about me that weren't so that weren't appearance driven because like I had transition lenses. Like I had like, like there were so many things that like, I just kind of was like, fuck it. Sort of. I, I focused so much more on like liking my personality and thinking that I was funny. Um, And that's kind of, I mean, I also just, I feel like everybody, I mean, you, you tell me because you, maybe you can help me not be insecure. Yeah. It's also just so crazy to hear you say that. Cause I walked in here and I was like, fuck, I forgot how beautiful she is. (laughs) Like I was prepared for your beauty, but then it was still overwhelming. Um, yeah, I mean, I look like your relationship with your body is like going to grow and mature. Hopefully as you grow and mature. Um, I, when I, I, my weight has changed a lot based on being on meds, sort mm-hmm. of as we already talked about. And so when I was like eight to 12, I was on, um, Paxil, uh, you know, cause I was like such a cool kid <laughs> and that made me gain a lot of weight, but that was sort of like these informative years. So I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm a fat person. Like I'm a, I'm a chubby person. Mm-hmm. And then I got off the meds and I like lost all the weight. And like, I was like very thin, but I like because of those formative years, I was like, well, I'm a fat, I'm a fat person, you know, yeah. I'm always whatever. And then I went back on in college and I like gained some more weight or like lost the weight. And like, I spent my entire like 21 to like, how, how old am I? You're 29. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. To like almost 28 
being very thin and not knowing that I was thin and feeling very insecure about my body. And like, like I look back at, at videos of me Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) How did I not think I was just the thinnest person in the world? Mm -hmm. Because then I went back on meds like a year, a little less than a year and a half ago and I gained 20 pounds. So I'm in that phase of like, my body has like completely changed. And like, how do I feel okay with that? And it's been this really interesting journey where like, honestly, feeling confident looking like this has been like so much more empowering than like, feeling like than if I'd felt confident when I was a size zero yeah because I'm like my body works my body like is healthy Mm -hmm. I'm like work out I'm strong like and and just this element of like of of like that confidence is so much more attractive than like anything else oh yeah well I completely agree with you in the sense like I think no matter what you look like, I mean, everyone's probably seen the Instagram account celeb face where Victoria's Secret models literally edit the most ridiculous parts of their body. And I'm like, oh, cool. You can look like a Victoria's Secret model and a Victoria's Secret model still can find some imperfection that nobody else would see except for them that they need to edit in a picture, which is weirdly been my friend and I started following it. And both of us said like, it's weirdly been comforting in the sense of being like, oh, wow. No, ma- like everybody, there are things that everybody's going to be insecure about. But I think like the thing that I, no matter what, anytime I look at like a picture of me from like before or any, like from not like months ago or weeks ago or whatever, I'm always looking at like what I used to look like thinking that I never will enjoy what I currently look like. And you will always, and I always look back to like what I looked like before or like anything, like any time period. It's so much about like what you tell yourself in your head. So if you Mm -hmm. do negative self-talk, then like, of course you're going to feel bad. And I had a, so when I gained the weight, it took me a little while to realize that I gained so much weight because I had a little bit of body dysmorphia. So I always thought I was a little heavy. So like when I actually gained the weight, it was Mm -hmm. like kind of how I thought I had always looked, but it wasn't. And, um, and so then it kind of caught up with me. and, And then there was like so many, so many comments online about my weight gain and like if I'm pregnant and all of that. And, and like, that was okay. Like that's what happens when you're online. But then also my parents were like very vocal about the Mm. fact that I gained a lot of weight and that like I needed to lose this weight. And so I like, I, I ended up switching my medication. And so it's a journey, but I'm in the process of like losing some of it. But like, um, there was like a time period where I went back to that voice in my head where I was like, you are disgusting. You are Mm -hmm. so ugly. You are so fat. You look terrible. Like, I can't believe that you're like going outside. And I, and I, even though I was saying that to myself, I was like, oh my God, like I haven't talked to myself like that in years. Like, and it was like so sad to me that like that voice was back. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of was like, fuck you. you yeah, know? Fuck you. Like, I don't want to think that I don't want that to be my point of view. And like, and, and so I kind of just like, I was like, listen, okay, I have gained an unhealthy amount of weight for my height. I will work on losing that weight, but also I'm not going to fucking talk to myself like that yeah. anymore. And instead I'm like, I have nice hair or like, I yeah. still got my five out of five wiki feet. You know, <laughs> like you like focus yeah. on like what you like about yourself. And also that like your body is working. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like so lucky to, to have good health and to like be mobile and to like be able to get in a pool and like swim laps. Like who cares if my, like if I have a stomach, like I can, I can do a lot of laps and that's awesome. And like finding that like 
thanking your body for like being like the thing that gets you from point A to point B is like, I think a, a way into to liking it again mm-hmm. and a way into like feeling confident in it. And like, and like, instead of tearing it down, like being thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was interesting. Like I went through a breakup and then I had to start dating again, like heavier than I've ever been. And I was like, well, here we go, you know? And like, yeah. but my Gabby, my comedy partner was, has always said like, so what, like, you're not going to shave your legs and they're not going to sleep with you. People will probably still be interested in you. Like yeah. regardless, I've got a workout instructor who at the end of like every class is being like, you guys did a great job in class, but like more importantly than this, like, uh, like more importantly than how you did. And if you get better by week, just know that there are, you are amongst a group of people that not only can afford to go to a gym mm-hmm. and take a class that has the time to take a class, but also is able to physically do things. You might not, not have done every single rep, but you are able to do that. And that is something that some people could never do. Like Absolutely. something that like you're physically able to even try and do that, whether it's like financially or physically able to go and participate and do that stuff. I think also what I've done when it comes to like looking back at pictures and stuff is if I ever get in the sense of like looking back, I'm like, God, I was like, I looked so good then, or I liked what I looked like then more than I look now. I then think back about like, okay, well, how did I feel when this picture was taken? Like, okay, cool. This is me in college. I was so depressed. I had no friends and I was so (laughs) skinny because I had such bad anxiety that I couldn't go downstairs to eat dinner. So I'm like, cool. So do I, would I rather trade that feeling for looking like that? Like, fuck no. And also the other thing that I've, so when I, I started working out about a year ago, um, and like really, really going for it. And it's been a weird I've seen online, really cool stuff. <sighs> My God, it's just all I do, but I've, it's been, it's been crazy and weird. Cause I grew up dancing. So I didn't, but I didn't grow up doing like a lot of like strength, anything mm-hmm. I've got really bad joints. And so I had never, wasn't really able to do, uh, like, I don't know, like weight weights training or yeah. anything. And so I've learned how to do that kind of stuff with, uh, bad joints and my body has transformed in a way that I didn't really expect of being like, oh, my thighs get bigger because there's like muscles there. So it's like by anybody else's standard, like, oh, look, I'm getting in shape, but like, I'm also learning how to like my body in shape more than I like my body when it has no muscle and it can't lift its own suitcase into the overhead bin. Like there are certain like, like, like attributes of like, oh, wow. When I get like fit, I'm going to like this more, but even I can look at pictures of myself when I had no muscle and still romanticize that even though I find myself that I work out for like the mental health aspect completely. And like the physical stuff is just a bonus, but there's something that feels nice. And like, I feel like even if it's in my own head, like I love the idea of going to a workout class before I go to the beach because I'm like, no, today I did something for my body. So when I'm out in a bathing suit later, even though I'm going to look exactly the same as I did, if I didn't take this workout class, I feel like I did something good for my body. And like, I valued my body that day. I didn't just like wake up, throw a bathing suit on and look in the mirror and hate myself. I'm like, no, I care about my body. So I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to use it to do push up and planks and do all this stuff because it works. And I can appreciate that. And that, that, that body is going to wear a bikini, but that body also helped me did 35 burpees. And so that's something that I think was great. And also what I, the biggest one for me was that I, my body is going to constantly be a work in progress. Let's say I think that that's, a bad way to look at it. Cause that means that it's but, not good enough right now. No, no, no. But I mean that I'm like my, like this body is going to be the same body that takes me to my dying day. Like I'm well, we like, don't know. They're really <laughs> advancing. <some AI laughs> stuff. That I think, so I'm going to have the same body 
Potentially. Potentially. It's not going to be that. What is that weird show that I watched on Netflix where there's sleeves and shit? Westworld? No, what? I do like that one though. No, it's, There's sleeves? Yeah, it was weird. Don't watch it. I didn't like it. Um, well, we don't know what it yeah, is. So. I don't know. People in the comments will probably. But like the, my body is going to be Altered carbon. Yes. Nice. Uh, you said that like as if it was not the TV show. It's just a, the next statement. That's what it was. But it's like, this is going to be the same. I, I don't have to be in the absolute best shape of my life right now. And also I'm not ever going, I'm not going to be in the best shape of my life forever. Like there's not going to be like my body, like my, I'm going to like hopefully be able to carry kids. Like my body has so many other uses than just being like aesthetically pleasing for this current time. Like there is so much other, like my body serves so many other purposes that aren't pertinent to my life right now. Also, cause not everyone is able-bodied. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm sure there's tons of, of, people out there who like can't do five pushups and never will be able to. But I think that like I touched on it. It's like, it's, it's mental. Like your relationship to your body is like purely mental and therefore like you are in control of it. So like if you, one of the things I really liked learning was like the first thing that you think is like what society taught you to think. And then the second thing you think is who you truly are. Mm. So like if you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm disgusting, then change like right after that, think like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm beautiful. I'm great. Like, you know, like you have to, you have to retrain your brain to, to be nice to yourself mm-hmm. and to only talk to yourself the way you would talk to someone that you love, like that you would yeah, talk to a friend and you talk to a family member. Um, because like people, like since I've, I had that relapse, but since I've started being nicer to myself in my head, like my relationship to everything is better. Yeah. And like, it's just more fun to be alive when you're not just like shitting on yourself all the time. No, it's so true. I think it's hopefully helpful in the sense of like two people who, I mean, at least especially calling the podcast, assuming that I knew what it was like to be, how to be body confident. I think it's the same thing. The same reason that I feel kind of comforted by celeb faces knowing I'm like, oh wow, cool. Everybody struggles with this kind of stuff. It's not something that makes you, um, less than, do you know what I mean? Like a less than thought. Even just like things I used to freak out about, like I shave my arms. And so I used to like freak out because if I got cold and like my arms would get a little prickly because the hair grows back. And that used to like, I used to panic about that. And now I'm like, whatever. (laughs) My arms are prickly. Like, you know, like just like so many things that I thought mattered so much, like they just don't. And like, you have to kind of like look at the bigger picture and think like, is this how I want to spend my brain power? Is this like what I want to be obsessed with? Or do I just like want to move on and like focus on other things? Yeah. And it's like, think same thing. I think with like crazy diets and stuff and you're like, is this how I want to live the rest of my life? Like, do I want to spend all this time starting at this age, living the rest of forever, trying to like obtain something that the goal is always going to get farther and farther. Cause like my expectations and what I want is always going to get, something's always going to come up and something's always going to be new. I think this is probably probably when we get a lot of comments in the comment section about other people because we've got a lot of a lot of girls who like to talk about that kind of stuff too. So maybe if we didn't help, hopefully comments did too on YouTube. So go read this. And yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. I'm 18 and honestly, I can go on for hours with the story, but I only have under three minutes. So things might be condensed. So I've been in love with an emotionally abusive boy for almost a year now. And basically since the beginning, we almost fight every day because of some bullshit he does, such as borderline, if not actually cheating, seeing pictures of him laying with other girls and lying for no reason. It's as if he has no respect for me even finding out these things. He's very manipulative and would always flip the fights on me 
and he's also a pathological liar. Our fights have gotten so bad to the point where his dangerous friends have gotten involved and have threatened to jump me, destroy my car, shoot me, and have said things to me that have led me to having eating disorder and lose 30 pounds in a month. Being with him has changed me and made me lose my spirit, and now he's brought out my anxiety and depression, which I've had for a while now. My parents know about him and almost made me get a restraining order. I was seeing someone else for about two months when he came back and told me he missed me. I knew it was a bad idea to go back, but I secretly did it anyway. It was great in the beginning, but now I can see him not putting in any effort anymore and kind of a repeat of what happened last time. I tried to cut things off last night, so she said, let's just hang out today and try and fix it. And when I said okay, he went and hung out with his friends and lied to me about it. I know this is a toxic situation, and I know I should get out of it, but I don't know how to not go back to him because he always has a way of making it seem like things are all okay. So if you have any advice that would help me, please let me know. Thank you. Um. Okay. First of all, I am with your parents in a restraining order. Also, I think you should go to therapy. Um... I mean, my first thing is agreeing with the restraining order idea because I think like, um, I, 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 yeah, I've been in emotionally abusive relationships and the one in particular that was pretty shitty. Um, and my friends deleted his number in my phone and blocked, like blocked and deleted his number. So I had no way of contacting him and he had no way of contacting me because I was, it's, it's a, you get brainwashed. And that was like, and I, I remember my excuse is always like, well, no, you don't understand. You don't know. Oh my God. Like you don't like, like making excuses for him. And it took me like, a, I then, so I, I would say it took me a couple months post that to like feel okay. And then from there I made an active decision to not that I'm saying that you're in this state at all, but I had gotten in, I was just dating, I had a string of dating really terrible people. And then I told myself, I'm like, I need to fix and figure out, like I'm in, I just keep, I'm keep making the same mistakes with the people that I'm dating. I need to take a break from dating anybody before I can like clear this all out of my system as if it was like a drug in the sense of being like, and start fresh. So I'm not dating somebody who's just slightly less bad, which is basically what I had done was like dating and becoming friends with people who were like a little less bad than like the last terrible person. And then, um, it took a while. And then I started dating my current boyfriend and I, the ex that I had before that like reached out to me and I felt nothing. So in that, I guess I, trying to say like, as much as it feels like you're so drowning in it and like involved in it now, it does, you can get better in the sense that like, you're not, you're not damaged goods that another relation, another partner has to deal with or whatever. Like you're not baggage. You're not any of that stuff. You are like so lovable, like, and you are going to be so loved by somebody who is not going to judge or be upset of the fact that you've like dealt with all this other stuff. And you will get to a point where you will not feel that attachment to that person, but it takes like being like just completely cut off. Yeah. I mean, I think that right now it, it's a really important time to lean on your support system. I think you need to lean on your parents. I think you need to lean on your friends. And I think you also need to 
figure out some sort of accountability plan. Yeah. You know, I think that, like you said, you secretly got back together with him. And I think that that makes things much more easier to keep going. I think that like you need to be upfront with everyone who cares about you in your life and say, I'm back together with him. This is not healthy. I need to get out of this. Mm -hmm. Please help me. And then, you know, have them block the numbers, have them you know, every time that you want to text him, text your mom instead, text your best friend instead, you know, like it, this is probably not something you're going to be able to handle on your own. And that's mm -hmm. completely fine. I've never handled any of the tough stuff on my own. And I'm so lucky to have a support system. And this is not, and like, I, I feel like I always say this when like things go terrible, but I'm like, this is not a story you tell your grandkids. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. this is not like, would you like to know how we met? Like, would yeah. you like to know and how, how your dad's is? friends threatened to shoot me? Yeah. And I would also break up with him not in person nope. via text with mm -hmm. someone else with you and, yeah. and just say your piece and then block his number and then say, tell him, you can even tell him I'm, I, you know, yeah. this isn't healthy. I'm, I'm going to block your number. Please, please respect that. And yeah. then, and then you don't, owe, do you, you don't best. owe him anything. And there's no, this has gone on for enough of a long enough time that he's not, and not that he's ever allowed to pull that excuse, but like there is nothing, there's no, nothing he can do to fix the situation now. There is no, give me one last chance. Like, please let me prove this to you or anything like that. This is a, this is the decision. This is not a conversation. This is a statement from my end. And this is the last time you're going to hear from me. This is like, it's detrimental to how you view yourself. And I think you need to focus on being surrounded by people who love you and remember what that feeling is like. Yeah. And I'd also say that like, um, that, you're not in love with him. Like, I know that you probably have this feeling like, oh, I'm never going to love somebody this much again, but you're not, what you're addicted to is him giving you attention and then taking it away. So it, yeah. it actually has nothing to do with like who he is as a person. It's just, it's just like, it's just behavior that is like actually psychologically addicting. And I think once you view him as a drug instead of a person, mm -hmm. then you might be able to recover easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we, we talk about that with like when you date, uh, addicts and stuff is like, I, for me, it's like, it's always the feeling of feeling special of being like, you are a loose cannon. You're like completely like no one can control you, but I'm the only person that you're sweet to. And I'm the only person like I have to earn all of this. And then once, once you earn the love and affection, you're like, I like you, you feel some sort of, you feel simultaneously out of control and in control. And that's the addicting quality. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not love. It's, it's not, not a relationship. It's just like an addiction. It is. Yeah. And also it's not love be like relationships are hard, but I don't find be like love shouldn't be a terror, like a very hard thing. There are things you have to deal with like in a relationship, but like being in love shouldn't be something that you have to like sacrifice or like your mental health or like be emotionally taxing. Especially yeah. when you're 18. And you don't have kids and you're not, and you know you, what I mean? Like yeah. you, you yeah. have no ties to this person. You have so much more life to live. And also this is going to take some healing time. So the quicker you can get out of the situation, the quicker you're going to heal. And the more you're going to be like, I'm so happy. Like, and these are sure, these are like a huge, this is a chunk of your life, but there is so much like more out there that like you get to experience. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to um, share uh, the national domestic hotline. It's 1-800-799-7233. We'll put this down in the show notes and um, they'll help you come up with a safety plan, how to prepare to leave the relationship, advice on when to leave, advice on what to do after you leave and the legal information you need to get a restraining order of protective order. Great. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. good luck. Good luck. 
you've got our support. Okay, guys, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Thanks so much to Carol for supporting Don't Blame Me. So guys, did you know about vitamins? Do you want to learn more about vitamins? Vitamins can fill the important gaps that your body is missing from your diet or give you an extra boost when you need it. And Care-of's fun online quiz makes it really easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. Your subscription box includes individually wrapped packets with specific vitamins and supplements for easy grab and go. Bonus, they're really, really, really cute. So I love vitamins. I've always very much loved vitamins and I've seen um, care of before and I was really excited to try them. So I took the online quiz and I really, really liked the quiz specifically because they asked a lot of really good questions. <laughs> um, it wasn't just me being like, hmm, let me figure out and think what I need. It was mostly talking about my needs and my issues and then them assigning and figuring out what exactly it is that I need. And the vitamins I was assigned was definitely not ones I would have immediately picked out. But then when I read the benefits from them, I was like, oh, wait, no, that definitely hits all of these points that I'm saying that I need some help with. So I'm really excited. My first box just arrived today. Let me tell you guys, the packaging is so cute. And we know I'm all about aesthetically pleasing products. So I'm really excited to try them. They're so convenient, so easy. And also you don't have to like go to a convenience store or do all of your, I don't know, like Googling everything and figuring out all of that stuff. You actually just get to f- talk about the issues you have as opposed to finding like vitamins and being like, oh yeah, sure. Maybe I have those issues. Focusing on the issues and then the solutions So Care Of has been so nice to you guys that they're giving you guys 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins. So you can get that by visiting TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code BLAME. Again, that's 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins when you go to TakeCareOf.com and enter BLAME at checkout. Okay, guys, we are back and we are hopping into the rest of the calls. Hi, uh, I'm... 15 years old, I'm from Puerto Rico, and I'm calling because I have a bit of a problem with a friend. Um, They basically weren't my friends anymore. And it's kind of a long story. She started hanging out with a guy that I kind of hate because the truth is that the guy is a terrible guy. He, He treats women like trash. He calls, whenever I say anything that's like moderately like feminist or something. He says, I'm a feminazi. He makes one of other people that are like feminists, like my friends, one of my best friends, like he insults her all the time when she's not around. And he treats people from the LGBT community really badly. And that really stinks because I'm from the LGBT community and a lot of my friends are too. And just for a vague example, he doesn't think lesbians are real. I know you don't like, it's, it's very complicated. Like, we tried to convince him that they are, but he just... So, I tried to tell her that he's not a good person. Like, I didn't want to get involved, but I still decided to be a good friend and tell her, look, you can do whatever you want, but I'm telling you he's a bad person. He's going to ruin your life, I guess. The truth is, he didn't ruin her life. They became very close friends, and now they're dating. And I blocked her on Twitter because she was annoying. (laughs) And I haven't talked to her in a really long time, but she found out that I blocked her because I got into a fight with the guy on Twitter. This is a mess, but 
she found out I blocked her. And um, she was really mad. She texted me. She was like, why the hell did you block me? I sent her a real long message saying, basically, I'm not comfortable with being friends with somebody that's friends with him, especially how unsupported he is of my community and of people like me. And he hates me, too. Like, that's the thing. And she started, you know, acting like him because obviously she's spending a lot of time with him. And um, I just want to know what to do because um, I don't want her to hate me. Like, I just feel like I'm a little bit more mature than her. And I know that she's going to be really angry with me and probably, like, subtweeting me right now. So like, I just want to know what to tell her so that she won't be mad at me. I tried to be clear, but... I guess it didn't work because she just left me on red. So is your friend dating Garrett from The Bachelorette? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I was sitting on that joke for a while. <laughs> um, this is tricky. I, I mean, I think that uh, there is not much to do right now. I think that like there's potentially a message to be sent saying like, look, I probably went about this the wrong way. I shouldn't have just blocked you on Twitter without like talking to you about it. But, you know, Right now, like, I, I feel like we're going our separate ways because he's not really someone I want in my life. But if um, if you guys ever break up or you, you know, like your lives go different ways, like, please let me know. Like, I, I love to be friends again. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's your horoscope sign? What's your sign? I'm the last day of Gemini. Okay. I was like, what is the last, I was like the last, the last one. I was so like, I'm like on one? the cusp of cancer. I was going to ask you because I was like, you kind of, I was going to ask if you were like a cancer um, or a Pisces. Cause I, if I find that like a much more considering other people's emotions thing, which I wish I was like that. <laughs> I am this girl, which this is like, so something I would have done. I think, I think, and I, I, I've said that before in the sense I've, uh, I've stopped being friends with people because of their significant others in a somewhat kind of similar vein, a little bit different. Um, and I did the same thing of being like, you know, you know how I feel about this person that you're dating. And if there, if like anything, if you ever need me, it wasn't like if you break up, like, let me know. But it was just know that like, I don't hate you or anything. Like I still like, I, if you ever need me, I'll always be there for you. But I don't like, I cannot surround myself with people who, not only don't respect me, but like, don't validate my existence. So like, this is something like, I'm just, I'm cutting you out of my, like my life, but it's been like, but have been like, if anything happens, like, you know, you can always call me. Like, I'm not, this isn't like a whatever, but I'm like a firm fucking believer. in like, <laughs> if somebody, I have like, no, no, like sort of, I don't know, not like sympathy, but I have no tolerance for people who aren't tolerant at all. Like, I won't be friends. Like I'm going to be, I, I've said this before on the podcast. Like I literally will not be, if I find out that somebody has like voted for Donald Trump, like I will never speak to you again. Like, I don't care if I've known you my entire life. I don't care if like you are my childhood best friend and you've decided that you are completely homophobic and we've spent every birthday together. Like all of those things. Like, I don't care. I'm never speaking to you again. That's me. I just, I have zero tolerance for that. No one in your family voted for him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I've, I mean, and no one I've talked to. Okay, like, yeah. Nothing like that. So, like, yeah, that. I'm lucky no one, no one close to me has. Yeah. So like, I have some issues with my sister's in laws, but. Okay. Yeah. I'll take those up at a family event. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, come, oh, we fuck you up. But I think, I, I don't think you, in staying quiet or not choosing a side 
especially in our political climate right now is choosing a side, like not speaking up is speaking up in behalf of being like, I'm not going to participate in this because I value X, Y, and Z over other people who don't have as many rights as I do. And yeah, that's I was talking to someone thing. who was like, I'm not really political in my head. I was like, well, you're a garbage person. Literally. Like, I just like immediately was like, oh, I don't like this person no, anymore. You can't, like, what a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, How can be, you not be political yeah, right being now? Like, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to choose sides. And by that, you're actively choosing a side. Yeah. Because like, that's no, that's like they're... No, you can't. That's that's something that I don't Silence respect. Silence is a privilege. Exactly. And the fact that she, her not, her dating this guy is choosing a side. That's something like, it's something that you can settle with and sit with. Like I have friends who like go on dating apps and automatically if they're, we have, I mean, I have one of my friends, I've installed her, her dating profile on my phone. So I'm matching with people as, not as her, like saying I'm her friend setting her up with people. And I automatically swipe left on anybody who has a gun, who has, uh, identifies themselves as like moderate political views. Like if, if you're not liberal, I'm out. So they, there's all of these like deciding factors and your friend has decided that those things are okay and she's fine with it. But I mean, also big picture, she's very young. You're both very, and like you will see in your life that you will lose friends to significant others and then they will come back to you. So I think that like, as long as you let her know that like that door is open Mm -hmm. and that like, if she does break up with him and she does come back, that like you are open to that, then that's great. But you do not need to be a part of each other's lives for right now. And worrying about like, well, I don't want her to hate me. Like, she's not concerned what you think about her. Why? The, why are you concerned? I, with I think that? there. I think you can leave it on a more respectful note than perhaps what has happened, and then you can feel a little better about the situation. I think so, but I don't think there's any way. Like, there's no way. The idea that she's not going to hate you, right? Is the, she will, but it's more. The, it's more like would. A lot of times, I judge myself on like, how would I feel if someone else did that to me. You know, and so like, can you, do you feel good about like if, and if you send a nice, respectful message, then like you would be like, okay, like, cause you can't control how yeah. she would feel, but no, like, totally. that's like a great barometer of like, if you feel like you did the right thing or not, like, how would you feel about that? Yeah. If someone did it to you. No, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're, you're, yeah, you're more mature than me. I'd be I'm like, fuck this Much girl. older. Also know you're in the right here. Just to like tell you you're right. You're right. By the way. Yeah, you don't need the, no. these people in your life. You're right. But also, if you miss your friend, know that there's a, a large chance she'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if not, fuck her. She's a bitch. <laughs> Hopefully she's not. And we're on to the next call. I'm 19 years old, and I'm calling for some advice that I really can't get from anybody that's close to me at this point. So, um, I don't even know where to start. My best friend... We've been best friends for over six years. I may or may not have kind of hooked up with her brother. Okay, but I think me and her brother have always had a thing. And when I was dating my boyfriend a few months ago, he tried to kiss me. And it kind of led to these feelings that I didn't know I had. Long story short, I broke up with my boyfriend. And recently, I went to go see her brother. And it was just really nice to hang out with somebody and, like, cuddle and watch a movie. We may or may not have been out, but the point is, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should pursue this relationship with my best friend of six years' brother or if I should just ignore it and not date him or talk to him. Like, I don't know what to do. So if you can give me some advice, that'd be great. In my experience, the thing that hurts people's feelings the most is not 
necessarily what you did, but lying about it. Oh, 100%. So I would just talk to your friend yeah. and, and just be like, this is so weird. I like, I didn't expect this to happen, but like I have feelings for your brother and like I wanted to talk to you about it like let them feel like their opinion matters that like you're 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 you want to respect mm-hmm. your wishes you including her in this crazy thing that is happening in your life you're not hiding anything from her and then and then kind of see where that conversation goes yeah I think I'm so with you on like I would rather I would rather know things and I think like if any if everyone's transparent and honest about everything then you're able to make your own you, you get to make the decisions. Other people, you don't get to make, other people aren't making your decisions for you. Of being like, I'm not going to tell this person something. Um, I would say, I would, yeah, I would clue her in immediately and tell her. And I'd also say, I think it's, the, bet- the betrayal is usually what hurts the most. And also it's awkward as a friend because you're like, you guys get to talk about boys, but she's not going to really want to talk about her brother in that sense. And I think if she's not comfortable with it, there's also potentially a good chance that you respect her wishes and you're like, okay, cool. And then maybe a couple months down the road, she's like, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I really like, that was like selfish of me. And if you guys want to pursue that, like you've got my blessing. I think if you can give her exactly like you're saying, give her a voice in the situation, because as much as it's like, yes, you guys are two different people. And like, she wouldn't be a part of your relationship. You know him because of her. And so she is included. Can I give some manipulative advice? (gasps) My favorite kind of advice. So this is how you should approach the conversation. You have to be extremely distraught. You have to, you have to feel horrible. And grossed out. I don't know what's wrong with me. You have to feel so guilty. Yeah. You have to be like, this has been tearing me up inside. Like, I love you so much. And like almost overdo, because you are conflicted. So you're not really lying. Yeah. Like almost overdo how conflicted you Mm -hmm. feel and like how torn up you are and how important she is to you. And if she's a good friend, chances are she'll be like, I just want you to be happy. Yeah, exactly. And if you tell her, you're like, I don't know why I feel this. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like suddenly come on. And like the idea of losing you as a friend is like not worth it. That's like, the last, you know, just really milk that shit. Yeah, really, really, really do that. And I think also, like, how old is it? 19? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, are they in, they're not in school anymore? We don't know. Okay, well, I mean, I think it also, I think if you're in high school, that's kind of, like, that could be a little weirder. But if, like, you guys are all at different colleges or anything like that, that's not something that's so much of, um, like, a very weirdness thing. Just let her be in the position where she can grant you this wonderful opportunity. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because then she's suddenly, like, this knight in shining armor that's, like, so understanding and just, like, wants the best for you. Yeah. Like, let her be in that position. As versus, like, to, mm-hmm. six months from now finding out and feeling betrayed and angry. And then losing your friend. And then also right. knowing that his, not that his loyalties. That's his family. Like maybe she gets really pissed. You lie about it. You start dating. She gets pissed off. And then he's like, I can't do this to my sister. Let's break up. And then you're like, I lost my friend and my boyfriend. Um, And also maybe she might be crazy into it. I mean, my best friend, she's only got a sister, but we always used to say, she was like, I so wish I had a brother so you could just date him and be in our family. I want to be related to all my friends. That's my dream. Yeah. Okay, guys, we are time. We're we are time. Fucking titties. Okay. It's time for producer's corner. Do we have a callback? We do. do. We ha- oh, oh my God. So this is basically, I love, I love, this is my expression always when we have a callback. Watch on YouTube. Um, is somebody else is calling, somebody who called in from a previous episode is updating us great, on this great, situation. Great, great. Is great, this a great. sad one or a happy one? It's a happy one. Yay! <gasps> the 
Yes. Yay. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, this is from the episode with Melvin Gregg, um, where the caller, she's 21 years old and she was friends with benefits. And for some reason, she told us she was bisexual, but it didn't oh, have yeah. anything to do with the call. <laughs> um, and so um, she's been friends with benefits with the guy for three years. Um oh. And doesn't know like what to do with her feelings for him. And Megan's relationship was uh, she didn't see the relationship developing at this this yeah. full pace. And Melvin was like he might have feelings for her, but didn't want to commit. Yeah, so we'll play the callback. Oh, if Melvin's right, he's gonna text me and rub it in so fast. Um, <laughs> I found Melvin's reaction so freaking hilarious. I loved it. I know a lot of people were really upset about his advice in the comments, but I, I just fucking loved it. I thought it was so, it was really good advice, and I just, I just loved his reaction. It was so funny. Um, and yeah, I am bisexual, and I don't know why I said that. I thought I was gonna go into something from that, but I, pro- like, I just probably forgot when I was calling. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, I just wanted to update you on my situation, um, and I kind of, like, took the advice that you guys gave um well my friend had advised me before to just keep him at a distance and just like kind of like move on um and then I told him like two months ago that I just wanted to be friends um and you know just like slowly back away from this whole thing um so that I could move on and he had just gotten back from a semester abroad, and um, when I told him that, he ended up admitting to me that he had thought about dating me this December before going abroad, and then again another time when he was abroad. And apparently I'm oblivious as fuck because I had no clue. I mean, like, he hadn't told me, but I, like, I honestly thought he was just not interested in me. I mean, he's fucking Um, you. And then oh. he asked me out. And um, we've been on two dates now, and yeah, the other night um, he like officially called it a relationship. Like oh he said, like, "Hey, we're dating, we're in a relationship," and like, I don't know. In my mind, I thought his initial no was it. <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of like shocked, and I'm I'm still kind of shocked now, like that this is where it's gone. It's turned like 180 degrees for me. This is when I like being wrong. Like, this makes me so happy. They've only gone on two dates in two months. But they've been together for three years. They've been fuck buddies for three years. I'm confused. <laughs> what, was, what was Melvin's advice? Um, I think, I, so I had, what I had said to her was, I said that I, if he had wanted to date you before, he would have dated you. And I think he Did had, she ever tell him she had feelings for him? She did yeah. at one point. Yeah. And I think he's. He wasn't, wasn't, he didn't answer it. either way. Yeah. Right. He was kind of just like, eh, but they kept hooking up and she felt awkward and like wanted to take it back. Um, and then I think Melvin had said, maybe he does like, I mean, first of all, Melvin's reaction was funny and he did get some like backlash, but she texted me and he was like, all of your fans hate me. Um, so he, I think he was a little much like, I mean, a little much, a little bit like, why'd you say you're bisexual? Yeah. That was, was like his like, reaction. You got to listen to the keywords. And yeah. The keyword she said is that she's bisexual <laughs> and maybe she just wants to be out here. Oh yeah. Messing with everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. So funny. But I, I, I mean like, I'm so stoked. I think this is great. 
I think it's happy. I have a bad feeling about it. Why? I don't know why. Maybe just because her voice was so monotone. I'm not sure. Like I she have seemed, a monotone but she did seem excited. Like it felt. I felt. That I she don't know. Excited. Like it felt like it was we. Like I feel like if you've been dating, you've been like a fuck buddy with someone for like three years, and then you're finally like, let's be in a relationship. Then like you're together all the time. Like you're like I, practically engaged. Like I don't know. Like it I just think feels it's different, weird though. that it's just like two dates in two months. But maybe my timeline's wrong. She. But, uh, she also said in the original call that they had uh they always were like open and talked about their feelings and it wasn't like they were just having sex like they were they're like best basically like best friends yeah, and people automatically assumed that they were together anyway and he wasn't they, so they I don't know I don't people. know why I'm feeling maybe I'm just hungry maybe <laughs> I don't know I take it all back I think also um and there's nothing wrong with having a monotone voice I'm really sorry <sighs> But I, it reminds me that we <laughs> we had a call with uh, on the episode with Ashley where like this. So my boyfriend and I, we weren't like friends with benefits, but we were friends before. And then when we started dating, we like took it weirdly slow because we felt like we had to because we had like, well, we've already like been friends and hung out a bunch. And I was friends with benefits with the guy in high school. And then we tried dating and it totally didn't work, but it almost did. And so this makes me really happy for. No, him. I'm very ha- I'm very happy. It is. And also, but like, how weird is it though that like I don't know if they've had like sex after their dates, but like, can you imagine being like, oh, okay, I guess we'll uh, because like Moss and I had to stop saying I love you when we were just like fr- when we were like after when we started dating because we'd said it when we were friends, and so then it's like when you have to be like, oh, I guess do we have to like wait till the third date to like hook up with each other, even though we've been fucking for three years. It's really funny. It's cute. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, and boys are slow. So this is this is took three years for that. This is, it's like that the bachelor couple. I guess what I feel weird about is that he said that he'd thought about it twice. What does that mean? Like that he had just like a fleeting thought about it. Maybe it wasn't ready at that point. I think also once you've and invested three to, years yeah. into something like that, you know that that person's not going anywhere. And I think that that can kind of be like it takes a while. At least for me, like. I've found, I always like the, the relationships I've been in the longest are like friends. Like I really like, I will be really close to someone. And then like, that's my first, like my first love and all that stuff was like best friend. And suddenly I was like, holy shit, I'm in love with you. And I had no idea. Also my first high school boyfriend, and I we used to like hook up all the time. And then we're like, oh, we're just friends. We just like hook up. And finally I was like, I feel like we're not friends. I feel like we like each other. But like, I don't know. I think when you don't feel any pressure, there's no fire under your ass when like someone's been a, like, a consistent thing for years. And then maybe he was abroad and he like yeah. went in the red light district and like saw these naked people. And he was like, you know what naked body I miss? The one in America. You know, <laughs> I don't know where he was. In and then, and the then only he never thought been. of her again for the next six months. Yeah. He just well, had they were that, still fucking. Had I think that's the thing that probably like it felt like it's like you it feels like dating without dating. So like why would they you know just what I mean? hadn't put a label on and it. And then her finally being like, I don't want to like maybe that was the whole why, why buy the cow when you're getting the milk for free? But then he was like, I'll buy the cow. I like the milk. I'll pay for that milk. <laughs> I'll take a lease on it. <laughs> uh, I'll commit to a subscription to that milk. <laughs> I'll put my mouth on that teeth. Yeah! <laughs> Sugar liked that. Oh, <laughs> uh, teats. Okay, well, on that note, guys, that's our episode. Thank you so much, Allison, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. You're so good. You're so much smarter than me. We should have you back more. I'd love to come back. Can I promote my podcast? Um, fuck yeah. I'm so sorry. I've been told I have to do this. No, it's great. I was um, going to ask you, but I like that you did it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get there. Like, too, I was just too excited about it. Um, I have a scripted soap opera podcast called Gossip that is available everywhere. I've listened to it. It's very good. 
Oh, thank I've you. I've seen your tweets about it. I didn't even listen to it. Might, you haven't even. Okay. Wow. Well, I admitted it. No, that's okay. I'm I'm not gonna I, lie I haven't to listened you. to this, but I came to be on Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> hey, but at least you didn't lie. There's some people who are like, I'm like, okay, now we're going to take calls. Like, we're taking calls. And well, I'm like, I was, at it, least- it was explained to me right, right before the show started. Exactly. That's all. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all. That's all. It's fine. I'll listen to yours. You can listen to this. Perfect. Um, what are your socials? Promote those ones too. Oh, right. Um, so you can find out more about the podcast at, at Gossip Podcast on Twitter. And then I'm at Allison Raskin on everything. Hell yeah. Uh, and then you can follow Melissa and I um, in real life. Just see us. Please don't. Don't do that. I get, I'm so paranoid already. Please don't do that. Uh, but our social will be li- listed down below as well. And if you guys have you, shits hitting the fan in your life and you need some clearly great advice, uh, give us a call at 310-694-0976. International listeners, send us a audio file at meganpodcast.gmail.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you want to know where to subscribe, go to don'tblameme.show and you can get it on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud and the, you can listen from the website. Is that mm-hmm. the RSS feed? The R- yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys know. Just go to the website. Yeah. Go to the website. And then um, if you're listening it to it on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or anything like that and you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. So go check it. See, see Allison's great dress that I have been fawning over. I like her <laughs> shoes too. Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMonts. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week, and don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.